What's happening, everybody? Christian Pedersen back here with Dan Dickow, welcoming you to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. We're going to talk WCC news today. Dan is here to fill us in on everything for the WCC Weekly. What's going on, man? Um, it's We're kind of in a down period. We're kind of not. Um, you and I were talking about you know, that there hasn't actually been any coaching changes, so there hasn't been so much like drama this offseason, but there's been a lot going on. Fill us in on maybe the last you know couple of big headlines. Yeah, I think when you look at the WCC so far in their offseason, it's kind of been, I guess you could say, fairly quiet. I mean, I think, uh, you know, all things considered in college basketball, that that period of end of February when seasons are over for teams and then the deadline to put your name in the transfer portal, which is coming up now uh, in the next four or five days, I believe, um, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. But I think when you look at the general um, spring for the WCC, um, there's been movement, but not over the top movement. You know, the, there's been no coaching fires. Uh, so I think that leads to stability uh, with coaching staffs and allows them to, to keep moving forward their particular recruiting philosophies, whatever they may be. Um, but then I think when you look at the different rosters, some have had more roster turnover uh, and churn than others. I mean, you look at uh, St. Mary's, only losing one player out of the transfer portal. Alex Dukas decides uh, to re-up for his fifth COVID year. That's big and in and of itself. USD, three players out, zero in. Um, so they've had very little movement uh, as well. So, um, you know, there's schools with small movement then there are schools with a lot of movement santa clara five players out five players in what is brandon pajemski going to do after putting his name in the transfer portal uh san francisco three out two in uh university of portland maybe the team right now that's in the most kind of precarious position as far as building a roster that's going to be competitive six players have transferred out including two players uh that were very uh, instrumental in, in their uh, attack in the last couple of years. Mike Meadows, who's going to Cal, as well as Moses Wood, who's going to University of Washington. Um, so those schools, and then probably, I guess you could say LMU, six players out, five in, including Gonzaga's former backcourt players, uh, Dom Harris. Uh, so there's been a lot of movement, but it's not been the fireworks that some other leagues have had. I get that maybe that sense of stability, like you said, uh, some some building from year to year, and hopefully that a you know a rising tide lifts all boats. Sounds like maybe you're forecasting a, a little bit of an improvement across the board for the WCC next year. Out of all of those different teams, is there maybe a dark horse forming that you mentioned? Dom Harris moving to LMU. Some of these teams. If you were saying early investor into who's going to be Gonzaga's biggest team to watch out for next year, any thoughts? Well, you know, right now, I mean, uh, I think Gonzaga has won the transfer portal uh, for the WCC. They did lose Hunter Salas, who I thought was going to be a big piece next year. Uh, he and Efton Reed went to Wake Forest together. Uh, I, I don't think Efton Reed was going to play a ton of minutes um, next season anyways. I thought he was going to be a, a more of a rotational piece than he was this year, but I don't think that was too surprising. Dom Harris, you kind of saw the writing on the wall early in the season. Uh, when he couldn't crack the rotation in, in all the injuries he's had. But, um, you know, they lose those three guys, but they pick up 
two of the best players in the transfer portal. Uh, Ryan Emhart uh, at the point guard position. I expect him to share ball handling duties with Nolan Hickman. And then Graham E.K., it's kind of an unknown simply for the fact that he missed all of last season with a foot injury. Uh, but two years ago, when he was at Wyoming, he was all Mountain West, over 19 points, nine rebounds a game. So Gonzaga, I think, won uh, the transfer portal. But I also really like uh, what LMU did. You know, I think Dom Harris was highly recruited out of high school. Uh, obviously, he was at Gonzaga. Um, but he's back in Southern California where he's got a lot to prove. And you team him up with Justice Hill, uh, another guard backcourt transfer from LSU. I think they've got a, po a, a the possibility to make some movement. Um, so I, I think those two probably won the most in regards to what has come in. Um, but, you know, with a few days left in the transfer portal, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see if there's any last minute additions to that. And once you kind of have the full lay of the land, coaches know, you know, who's in, you're going to start seeing a lot more players get offers out of that transfer portal. And I think you're going to see some decisions made in a hurry by many of those players searching for a home still. Awesome. Last question before we let you go, Dan, you talk about, you know, the transfer portal coming to a close. What is the next headline? What is the next thing for Gonzaga fans to be looking for? What do they need to know for the coming up week? Well, I just think I don't think Gonzaga is done in the transfer portal. Uh, I think players that are transferring out are done. But I think that players uh, possibly transferring in are not. Um, you know, that being said, Gonzaga still has to wait and see what Malachi Smith and Anton Watson are going to do uh, in keeping their name in the NBA draft. Both of them have uh, one more year of eligibility. Uh, I kind of. I personally think it would be wise on both of their parts to come back. Um, but the sense that I get is that, that Malachi Smith is gone uh, for good. Um, you know, if that's the case, wish him the best. He, he was a great addition for a year. Now, Anton Watson's a little trickier because, you know, if you're a surefire prospect, you're getting an invite to the NBA draft, draft combine. There's roughly around 70 players that get invited and you're only going to get invited to the combine for physical testing and or skills testing. Um, if you're a lock for the, for the first round, probable for the second round. And then there's a few extras. Cause remember there's only 70, 60 draft picks. Uh, and many of the, the, the picks that, that occur are guys in Europe that uh, players here in the States don't take account for um, that are solid options for teams to draft. So there's about 70 players in that NBA draft combine, which is in the middle of May in Chicago. But the couple days leading up to that, which would be next week, uh, is what's called the G League combine. And Anton Watson got an invite to the Anton or to excuse me, to the G League combine. It's run very similarly to the NBA combine. There have been a few players in the past that have performed so well at the G League Combine that they get uh, an invite to uh, the NBA Combine. Uh, some players have made it from the G League Combine to eventually become NBA players. Uh, I think Anton Watson is a under-the-radar NBA prospect. The way he defends, the way he understands uh, what, what impactful points that he can have for his team uh, is hugely beneficial. Um, but I, I think, you know, we'll learn a lot in the next week and a half uh with with anton watson and um if he's got a chance to come back if he has a if he does come back you know he's going to be a, a player on a mission ready to uh 
kind of really put his stamp on the, this year's upcoming team. He, he showed tremendous growth in his game ever since he's gotten past the point of injury. So uh, lots to look out for this next week or so. Awesome, Dan. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another WCC Weekly episode to start it off here on Gonzaga Nation.